You've discovered TalkZone.com. I thank you. America has spoken from the bottom of my heart. The best in Internet talk radio. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience, They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered, and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. 1-800-336-2225 Psychic greetings for all around. 1-800-336-2225 Welcome to the show. There are actually no love-hate relationships. Did you know that? Surprise! (laughs) True love doesn't hate. It's not that fickle. False love is more like, I'm very attracted to you. Uh, I I want you to keep making me feel so good, uh, full of life, happy. It's your job to make me feel that way. Yeah, I like this so much that I actually want to possess you for myself just the way you are. For my neediness, my appetites, and fantasy of you. Don't change and keep making me feel good. But then you have the other side. My immature reaction goes, I hate you for not being the way I want you to be for me. That is not love, folks. That is infatuation, and that's a lot of the journey that we go through trying to help us grow up emotionally and with our ego in marriages and relationships. So true love is where you really care for the other person's well-being and do what you can to help their world be better if it's appropriate. Isn't that something? So it's not love-hate. It's more like infatuation or attraction-hate from the ego base, not from a more evolved love base, not actual love. You know, and I want to clarify here. You know, I deeply, deeply love Keith. And there are moments that I really hate his behavior. But it's moments, and I realize it's my issue, and it's a moment, and then it passes. Which is different from, I hate you, and you have to change, or I'm not going to like you again. That's more like, geez, what you're doing right now, I really don't like. But, you know, it's my issue. That's different from, you have to change to keep making me happy. Yeah, you got the basis of uh, deep respect and love. Yes. And that can weather a lot. We talked about that the other day. That basis of deep respect and love and maturity can weather a lot so that you get the value of what the marriage was intended to bring. And a lot of times you got to be hooked. Sometimes it's the more shallow hook, but it's still, you know, it's romantic and stuff, and that's a hook too, and that's... It's for a reason, because you're brought together a lot of times to grow and to benefit one another. You know, it's kind of interesting how many people have to have, you know, he's not good enough for you, he's not good looking enough for you, she's not pretty enough for you, she, whatever. She, You know, she's too fat, he's too thin, they're too whatever. And, you know, what I would like to hear more of, boy, does he have substance. I really like I really like who he is. Well, he's not very good looking. Who cares? 
God, you know, when you're around him, it's so rich and he's got such a great heart and he's such a good person. And, you know, that's what I'm marrying. I'm marrying that incredible gem that's inside that body. Who cares what it looks like? Well, isn't she too fat for you? Shouldn't you find somebody skinner? Yes, but she's such an amazing person. You know, we have such a fickle society that's always chasing looks and money. You know, (laughs) here's a good one. He's got a great car. Let's marry him. You know, how about, my God, what substance. He cares about things. He works on himself. He cares about others. He's a good person. She's a good person. That's what we need to be chasing down. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmé Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. We welcome your calls. Give us a call at 1-800-336-2225. Don't forget to catch us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Fridays and Saturdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. So when you join in a relationship and or marriage, and it's for something other than soul substance, then uh, you're looking for emptiness down the road. But, you know, many of us, like let's say I'm stuck on bodies. Bodies are so important to me. I think I'm my body so much that I'm going to marry attractive body soul substance or not that's a number one attractive body it's got my vote i'm going in that way and i'm going to play the game of it then what's left out oftentimes is uh possessions uh money emotions talents uh popularity uh endearment and soul substance all for body but you know what happens is a lot of times we get sick and tired of just the body. We want more. And so that marriage or that relationship was valuable because it eventually brought us to bankruptcy because the body's not enough. And we begin to realize that we need more than just the body. Okay, so let's say we get body and the person brings money in, and so we have body and money and possessions. So that keeps us for a little longer, and then that gets bankrupt. So let's say then we share some emotions and that's kind of stuff and, and okay, we go for a while there, but then that gets bankrupt because we don't have uh, talents that we're sharing or uh, endearment enough or popularity enough or, or the big king of it all is soul substance. So what I'm saying is, you know, look deeply, give it some time, big decisions you want to make, take some time with and make sure there's some, uh, uh, common patterns, common likenesses, and uh, soul substance that draws you together because in the long run, that's what's going to keep you together and keep you both getting more fulfilled without breaking it up and having to start all over again. You know, it's almost like kids play. Uh, why not get get the thing started right in the beginning? Well, I was sure alarmed to read this little brief article uh, today about prenups and how many prenups baby boomers, the, the people that are more in the 50, uh, 40, 50, 60 age range, what they're doing with prenups. I was, I, I was startled. I had no idea about this. So what they're writing, among other things, in the prenups is... Uh, um, penalties for if you do adultery, penalties if you have weight gain, penalties if you're not doing your share of the house cleaning. Are you listening to this? Yes. Is this shocking to you? 
No. <laughs> it it doesn't sound right, but it's not, you know, I, I imagine okay. some people are doing this. Okay, okay. What happened to Till Death Do Us Part? Let's work through our lessons. You know, people are getting married before they really know if they got the gemstone that they're looking for. Yes, and I, you know, I'm the first one to say I have an ex-husband, so I know that there are times when marriages are not supposed to be till death do us part. You, you know, but for sure, two... you're not supposed to be with that man, don't you? <laughs> there's no question you about know, it. I'm the same way. Yes, but there's too many people chasing divorces too fast, too easy. Yes. Way too many, because oh gosh, it got hard. Oh gosh, she gained weight. He gained weight. Oh gosh, they aren't doing enough house cleaning. They're driving me nuts. You know, folks, these are things you do before you get married. You know, you're a slob. I don't know that I can marry you with you a slob. You know, and you make deals on how this works, and then you remember that there's lessons involved. If you have this incredible connection with a person and you've got issues, maybe those issues are what you're supposed to be working on, the soul-level stuff, the stuff that you take with you when you die. Many times we get in a relationship or married and we had no idea we were bringing, uh, you know, we're going to marry this whole bunch of baggage along with it because it was hidden to begin with on purpose usually so that we would bite and then have to deal with these issues. Hopefully we have enough character to stay true to the relationship and true to our vows so that we and respectful enough of ourselves and the person that we work through these issues that are vital for our soul's advancement. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. We are your spiritual lifestyle experts offering to find a, find sound answers to life's tough questions. If you'd like to give us a call for a reading, we're at 1-800-336-2225. Don't forget to catch us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. You know, if we have a, if we have a behavior that is so obnoxious that it's driving somebody else nuts, you might want to consider that maybe you need to change it. If it's so obnoxious that it drives whoever, you know, your partner crazy, maybe it's something that you need to change. Now I realize some patterns we really are comfortable with. We've had them for a long time. Yeah. They're home. That doesn't make them right. Right. You know, some people joke at the expense of the other person and uh, timing or just a sore subject. And, you know, that's never appropriate. Just it's not appropriate. and certainly isn't kind. No, and it, and it doesn't get anything any further. It just wedges things deeper. And there's many other things besides that. Let's say somebody doesn't like how you scuff your feet in that in the ha- hardwood floor in the house, but you never change, and it always irritates them. You know, so it's a lose-lose kind of thing. Maybe they need to get more versatile, but you have a chance to change your habits. And, uh, you know, enough good goes along and things can get great. Yes. So here's a question. Do you think there's a chance of repairing the UN so that uh, world peace would happen because of the UN and all the nations supporting the UN? Or do you think maybe corruption is too massive there and in the world? And I have a question for all of us. Does world peace happen primarily from, uh, I mean, can it even happen when you have corruption, greed, selfishness, and laziness? 
can world peace or inner peace happen when you have corruption, greed, selfishness, laziness? Let's take the shortcut. Let's do what's most comfortable for us, even if it shorts out somebody else. So, or, or, okay, go ahead. So say that list again. Uh, corruption, greed, selfishness, laziness. Okay, good. So if each one of us listening to the show tonight, each one of you listening to the show tonight, if each one of you committed to taking whatever, what are they again? Corruption, greed, selfishness, or laziness. If, if every one of you looked at yourself and said, well, you know, I do have a little of one of those. And then you personally work to transform that. You would help make a difference on the planet. Because what you're doing is you are anchoring more light in that area of dark personally. And that helps everybody on the planet. So come on. You can, you can do, do it. it. Stretch into. The greater you. I mean, that's what that's we're what all we're about, about here. This is called mastering ourselves. So we're talking about world peace and personal peace. So think of these might bring it. Caring, helpfulness, industriousness, self-improvement. If we did this, we're going to get peace and it's going to spread from us. And if we get enough people in the world doing it, it's going to spread throughout the whole world. And it's not going to happen without that. Yes, but we also need to remember, I mean, I can just hear this coming in from our audience. This is not going to happen without taking some of the evil out of the world. Yes. Because not everybody's just going to go, oh, oh, you're right. Epiphany. (laughs) (laughs) I am like radical and I want everything to be my way and I believe Allah is telling me to do it a certain way. And you know what? I, I was wrong. I was wrong. Now, now I think we should all live together in harmony. You know, today. Can you imagine some of these guys beheading people on the internet going, oh, how could I have missed that so much? Yes. Don't you wish? I beheaded you on the behest of my religion. Yeah, and, oh, but I was wrong. They're not going to do it. You know, I'm The good people have to go this fight. The evil people have to be taken I'm out. I'm seeing maybe a groundswell of Muslims starting to get wise to this stuff. Well, then they're going to have to change, change from being Muslim because Islam will not allow it. You're listening, you know, once in Islam, always in Islam is how that works. If you guys would like to call in for a reading, give us a call at 1-800-336-2225. 1-800-336-2225. You can't be in Islam and not want to change the world like that. We'll be right back. <laughs> 